And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Uber Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Helio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa News at PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Condorman Ali of TheCondorman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in Joshua Tree, California, bringing us today's topic on building Hoodoo Online Communities. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, hunter, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooism of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat. Wow, well, catch up is the key word. <laughs> um, I just found out my clock is four minutes ahead of um, our show, so... That's a kind of a carryover from last week where we were wondering. I was three minutes ahead. Now I'm four minutes ahead. I think my um, my computer is uh, entering a time warp. All righty. Well, um, welcome, everybody. I just came running up in time. Um, always better late than never. We have a full house of customers at the shop and not a full house of employees. So... Um, Nagashiva, I don't know, did you set up the show down there? I bet yep. you did, huh? Oh, good, I thank did. you. Yes. Holy moly, what a what a riot down there. We had a lady with three kids, lovely lady named Lily. We got a guy from Jamaica. Uh, we're talking heavy anthropology, and then his friend, a uh, lady with him. And uh, we've just been jamming. We got only Margie in the office and only Jenna in the lab. Um, everybody else was out sick or had a previous appointment. Man, and Jenna managed to run out, start the trains for the little kids. There's three little kids. We came to see the trains. And she <laughs> she had she had to quickly change gears and make the trains go round and round. Woof. Um, so I just have to say thank you, Jenna. Thank you, Margie, for holding down the fort. Um, I am still breathing hard. I ran all the way to get here. And um, I tell you, um, the shop is doing very nicely. Thank you all. Thank you all for your orders. Thank you all for uh, patience with us. And um, today we have an unusual um, topic we're going to talk about. So I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I do want to say thank you to Nagashiva for working on the forum Lucky Mojo Forum Upgrade. We're going to be talking about some of these things that we do to build community. That's going to be our topic. And, um, hey, there's even going to be a spell. There's even going to be a free spell. (laughs) Believe it or not, there will be a spell for building community. It can happen. But um, first of all, I want to say hello to my lovely co-host, Contraman Ali. How are things? Things are great. Um, I'm just uh, mentioning 
uh, earlier while we were waiting uh, in, on the phone how things are good, but I'm exhausted, and I am definitely going to be taking a nap after after the call. Um, I say this because I, for whatever reason, I you get in those writing modes, and you write, and you're like on a roll, and then you look out the window, and you're like, oh, it's morning. <laughs> I am, I, I, that happens, right? For people who who end up with like who are doing projects or get really into something. So I have worked through the night, uh, so I feel very productive but tired, um, which is a, a kind of a weird state for a tourist to be in because they love productivity but they also love their sleep. So I'm in that mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of wonderful, weird tourist state right now. But a good. I, it was, hate it's going been, to sleep. Uh, hate waking up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Yeah. Um, so it. But I've been quite busy uh, over the weekend, uh, doing lots of work. But it was, uh, you know, between uh, organizing my books, which I've been doing for a few weeks now, and trying to get some system in there, root work, writing. It's been it's been a fun September so far. Wonderful. Well, yeah. It's a bit, very busy, very busy. Well, without without further ado, I'm going to bring in our guest. And um, this is someone that many of you know well. And also, I'm going to put a little um, shout-out to Papa Newt. Papa Newt, I know you're usually our announcer, and you stay there very quiet in the background until called for, and then you leap into action like a gazelle. <laughs> um, but I'd love to have you in on this panel discussion, too. You are a great yeah. community builder, and I'd like you to jump in with us, if you may. Sure. But let's say hello to to Fred. Oh, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Let's say hello. I just posted his Fred. I just posted his Fred on the forum as part of the Sydney group. That's what got me going. Let's say hello to Deacon Millet. Let's say hello to Deacon Millet. I I'm sorry, man. I do that almost every time you're on this show. It's just like I look at your little picture and I go, Oh, it's Deacon Millet. Okay. Um, um let's say hello to Deacon Millet of Four Altars Gospel Sanctuary in the high desert of Southern California. A um, on the board of bishops of air, president of the board of bishops of the um, Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, member of air, um, the uh, owner and operator of Hoodoo Psychics, a telephone psychic line that everyone loves, um, a a wonderful community organizer, and also organizes community outside of Conjure. Uh, reason that this is a good topic for Deacon Millet is he also organizes art exhibits and other nonprofits, and um, he's just a guy who really has his hand in community building. So welcome to the show, Deacon Millet. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. And um, and then the um, the topic is community building in the Hoodoo uh, and Conjure world. Now. There are many people who come into, oh, you know, magic through some sort of a, oh, they read a book at the library, and they were the mm-hmm. weird kid, and they saw the book by whoever it was by, Ray Buckland, I don't know, whatever, it could be Starhawk, mm-hmm. it could be some, some book, it could be a good book, it could be a bad book, but they saw a book on magic, and they they took it out from the school library, and they were into it. Or maybe they saw a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, which there were uh, witches in it, you know, and there was a, every few years there'll be another show like that. That's a good, nice show and shows young women about witchcraft. Or they might have thought, well, I'm going to be um, 
uh, into Wicca, and they got one of Scott Cunningham's books. And maybe they learned about being solitary witchcraft, and they started reading Llewellyn books and solitary witchcraft. And they often come from a family that doesn't necessarily approve of what they do, and they, they don't understand that not all communities are like the one they grew up in. Whereas in the root work community, in the black African-American community, not everybody is going to approve. Believe me, nobody always approves. There is not universal approval, but pretty much everybody knows what it is. And if somebody uses that stuff or or is a practitioner is a term that would be used, these are little euphemisms, she uses that stuff, she's a practitioner, um, everybody is aware of who you can go to. It's it's not below the surface in the way that it is in certain um, abstemious white communities. And so one of the things that surprises people when they join the Internet is they go, my God, hoodoo's everywhere. Everybody's into it. Um lady came into my shop just the other day, and she said, I said, well, what got you interested in black American folklore? And she looked at me like I was crazy. Why was I talking about black American folklore? She thought I was talking about hoodoo and she thought hoodoo was it's on the internet and she said oh i love hoodoo because it's so accessible and i thought Mm. maybe maybe i wrote too many web pages Um, (laughs) 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 but it's too late now um but uh, but so this is about the community and about the good parts about a community and some of the little bad parts about a community communities can be uh, very uplifting Communities can be very divided. There's a lot of gossip in a community, but there's also a lot of outreach and help. Now, for whatever reason, and I am going to take credit, put my my little hand in and say I did some of this, I began writing about hoodoo back in 1994 when the Internet was very new. And I wanted people to celebrate and love something that I loved. And it got very popular and a lot of people who were into uh, other forms of magic at first made fun of it. They said, well, this isn't Aleister Crowley occultism. You know, you're, mm-hmm, it's fake. It's phony. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. But eventually mm-hmm. they kind of got won over. You know, the, the sincerity of people got won them over. And then there was a big wave of, of um, Wiccans coming in and going, well, but you guys hurt people. We don't hurt, you know, you harm none. And we're like, no, no, different culture. Go play with your own people and, and don't bug us. You know, if you want to join us, respect us. So they kind of did. And actually a lot of them have come to respect us and become very good team members, team players, and colleagues from the Wicca community. Then the Latino community all of a sudden popped up on the Internet, and they were like, oh, my gosh, this is just like Brujeria in Mexico or Venezuela or whatever. And they're like, except but that we do this thing with Catholic saints. <laughs> and we're like, that's cool. Go ahead. Go right ahead on. And um, and uh, we've been very welcoming to pretty much everybody because that, that's how it is. We're just, we're just friendly people, and many of us have good manners. But um, who do is not here to be uh, taken over, and it's not here to be uh, judged. It's here just for us to work in it. And to that end, we have created, and not just me by any means, many people have created Facebook groups, mm-hmm. forums, outreach um, festivals where you can learn, because Hoodoo is not a solitary practice. It's pretty much mm-hmm. something that everybody knows about. Uh, yeah. We have a, a 
a CD of songs about hoodoo. It's so popular that people wrote music about it. That's not something secret. So that's what I have to say about it. And I'm going to bring in um, uh, Deacon Millet because Deacon Millet, we're having a three a three Taurus show, and Deacon Millet is our Capricorn. And whenever we Tauruses have a Capricorn, uh, we follow him like a leader. He's our leader. So uh, Deacon Millet, take it away. <laughs> we'll follow you. <laughs> Well, hardly, um, but I I certainly have enjoyed this. And I do think it's interesting. Um, I consider hoodoo to be a very earthy um, magical art. Um, mm-hmm. And I think certainly that is something that's what draws us all here. Um, and I think that's, that's what people mean partially when they say it's accessible. Um, you can get herbs. You can get all the thing, all the tools you need um, at the grocery store, and so that's huge. So, um, I think that the first big um, thing I'd like to talk about is the the Hoodoo Root Work Correspondence Course, Aww. because that's been a really um, it's a solidifying factor. It's a thing that says here. If you immerse yourself in this for one year, if you do your homework diligently and turn it in and accept critique and turn it in again, you will be graduated and declared, you know, having been through this. And it gives us, everyone who's been in it, it creates a community among the students. And it also, um, among the graduates, enables a level of... How to put this? An ability to just say you crossed this threshold, and mm-hmm. that lets us say for air, for instance, if you've crossed the threshold of learning this material and of working for two years, then you are ready to join us as a professional root worker. Mm-hmm. And for who do psychics, it simply says if you've mastered this material and you've practiced divination on your friends and family to the point that you can pass a test, you know, do a trial reading and show us your, your stuff, then we'll, we'll add you on Hoodoo Psychics. Um, and that's, there's something about having a core agreement, even though it's not a cookie cutter, because I think we all embellish this material with our own um, spirit. If you don't, you're kind of, it's not robotic, you know? Mm-hmm. The art requires your own spirit being brought into it. You've got to feel this um, with your soul. But that, to me, I, I think is, is a core community builder right there. It's the people who have tried work on the course and the people who have successfully finished the course. And those are two mm-hmm. um, distinct but overlapping in a beautiful way um, groups. And it gives us one thing about community that's important is do we all have something to talk about besides gossiping about our neighbors? And <laughs> yeah, this right. material, the material gives us a common ground. Hey, you know, I tried this with such and such, and what do you think? And, oh, yeah, I added ginger to this honey jar, and it was really cool. And, every, you know, it gives us a jumping off point for mm-hmm. conversations, for um, bringing us together in a commonality that I think is really great. Well, thank you. 
thank you for saying that. I'm going to just throw in one little thing. Uh, Nagashiva and I have been working on the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. And um, we finally, we had an upgrade to our software, which enabled us to do a whole lot of more fun things in the forum. And one of the things we've done, and we're working on it, we're not completely finished yet, everybody who has signed up for the course, their name is now in black bold, as opposed to plain type. Everybody who's graduated from the course, their name is now in blue. Everybody who's graduated and taken an apprenticeship with me personally, their name is in pink. And if they've signed up to do all of that, and they've signed up to, well, they don't have to be an apprentice, but if they take graduated and and have agreed to be a moderator at the forum, for which they get uh, gift certificates that we give them, uh, their name is in green. And if they're a member of Hoodoo Psychics, their name is in dark blue. And if they're um, a member of AIR, their name is in purple. And it, mm. yeah, 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 it goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. And so we have little, yeah, Fantastic. we have little badges. Now, I got to explain, this is not license. This is not um, an initiation. But it's a way mm-hmm. of knowing who you're communicating with, what their level of yeah. understanding and belief and training is. So thank you for mentioning the course. The course is, like you said, it's just a platform that, um, oh, and admins are in red, says Nagashiba, who is an admin. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but it it will help you in the forum. There are fourteen thousand forum members, so you want to know who you're talking to. When somebody says to you, "Burn that breakup candle," and the other guy says, "No, no, don't burn the breakup candle," who are you going to trust? Somebody who's mm-hmm. a member of Air or somebody who's made three posts, right? Mm-hmm. Better to mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it doesn't mean that they have to be that only the forum can certify people, but it does show a certain. Level. So I wanted to let you all know that the course is now recognized in the forum. But there are other community things. Um, and I'm going to uh, ask Ollie to talk about the, one of the community uh, outreach things that we do is teaching programs. And then you're yeah. a good teacher, teaching at shops and teaching at festivals. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Yeah, certainly. And, and I think when we're talking about community, the, the first thing I want to mention uh, before I talk about teaching, is that sometimes when we talk about online communities or we talk about things like correspondence courses or forums, people act as if this is something radically new, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that can't possibly be, that can't possibly be hoodoo, you know, no one, no one goes online and communicates that way. What they're missing is two very important parts. One, the spirit of hoodoo, that is that you, as you rightly noted, Hudu is not about solitary practice. It's about a community. And more importantly, it's about service to a community. It's not about putting up a shingle and saying, hey, come and buy stuff from me. It's about working towards building a community. Hudu doctors were facilitators between communities. There were ministers. There were deacons. There were healers. Um, as anthropologists call them, there were the poor man psychologists. There were all of that. Um, and, and so it's, it's fundamentally about community. And in the global age, that means finding your community virtually as well. Secondly, people have been building these kind of vir- quote-unquote virtual communities even before the Internet. Mm-hmm. Even before the Internet, people would get catalogs and they would buy John the Conqueror from catalogs. They would send mm-hmm. in letters. They would send in letters and they would build these communities that didn't always exist in physical places. So this isn't mm-hmm. new. This is merely the next evolution of that. And that is a sign of Hoodoo's adaptability, of its consciousness and awareness of, 
um, multiple modes of communicating and building community. And another of those modes is teaching, as you rightly noted. And this is one way uh, in which community is built, and that is the sharing of information. This can be done uh, through, uh, as it was done in the past, through uh, mail. People would send in issues, the root doctors would respond by mail, people would purchase things via mail, they would ask for recipes, and it would be sent out by mail, as well as in person. We do have evidence of root doctors getting together, um, maybe not always calling them conventions or workshops, but still getting together and teaching and sharing and experiencing together. This is the core element of how hoodoo has been passed down from uh, generation to generation, and it is teaching in person or teaching uh, through uh, one person to another. In the digital era, that means connecting with people online and then creating workshops or going to those workshops. The, the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is an example of a time-honored tradition of root doctors getting together and sharing information, uh, teaching one another teaching students, taking on apprentices, taking on students, and handing down that information. Um, and it is a very important way of building community. Once again, going back to that core principle of, of kind of fellowship and service. When you teach, what you're doing is you're sharing something that you know with someone else as an act of fellowship, as an act of saying, I want this to pass it down. I want someone else to know this. And it's how hoodoo grows and develops and evolves. Someone learns that, you know, when it comes to a breakup spell or breakup working, this is what you do. You work with this type of vinegar jar. But they go, you know, I'm not particularly fond of vinegar. I'm going to use lemons. Right? Mm -hmm. And so things, this is how hoodoo remains a very living tradition, not a set of things you can really learn from a book while there have been fantastic books, but really experience by living people, whether that's face-to-face -face or in a virtual space where people will start to teach now via webinars or via the forum. That's another way that people learn, right? They go into the Lucky Mojo forum, and they're filled with free spell after free spell of people giving their time and, and helping to teach people who are new how to use this product. Well, I don't mm -hmm. love me oil. What do I do with love me oil? Well, you can wear it as a scent. You can anoint a candle with it. You can add it to this, uh, you know, mojo bag. You can do all these things with it. So teaching becomes one of the ways in which, uh, uh, you know, communities are built and information is passed down. And I think one of the more important aspects of community building. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to now, because um, uh, we mentioned um, – Forums. We mentioned in, in the chat room, Nagashiva mentioned YouTube videos and oh, yeah. Skype Skype consultations. And there are some good YouTube videos. you got to know, though, uh, YouTube videos are top-down, like a book is top-down. And peer-to-peer mm -hmm. -peer is a different way, like a forum, like the Lucky Mojo Forum is peer-to-peer. And mm -hmm. so if you're going to go into books or if you're going to get um, consultations, you uh, want to know that you respect that person and understand their position in their community. And Nagashiva posted in the forum, Madam Pamita and Balthazar, two very good teachers mm -hmm. in YouTube. And uh, another one is uh, uh, Johannes, uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Johannes. Uh, Garbach. Yeah. They make YouTube videos. They are members of AIR, so they're not just some kid in the basement who just read a book and now is going to tell you all about hoodoo. <laughs> um, so you want to know a little bit about who you're getting your uh, top-down messages 
from mm-hmm. as opposed to mm-hmm. peer-to-peer. Now, I want to bring Papa Newt in. Papa Newt, you're working on a book on uh, patron saints. And um, uh, have you, and I know you've taught a workshop on it. Tell us about the building of community through book writing. In other words, do you consult with other books only? Do you consult with people? Mm-hmm. Do you go around and talk to people about what they're doing? How do you make a book? Well, it's 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 a new experience for me, so I'm learning uh, a lot. Um, but when it comes to, like, especially saints, the history of it, I, I do a lot of research. Um, I, I grab any kind of books I can get my hands on, some uh, from uh, colleges. Uh, we do have the Creighton uh, College here, and um, I've been able to connect with some Jesuits um, to just talk about uh, traditions of working with saints. And um, we also have a church in South Omaha Oh, the name's escaping me. Um, but they do a, a, a big festival to St. Lucy uh, during the mm-hmm. summer, and they do the whole parade, bringing out the statue and everything. And it's just just talking to them about that experience. And it, it, it is an Italian church. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to jump in, though, and I'm going to say one thing I know that I know you've been researching. Harry Hyatt interviewed mm-hmm. 1,600 African-American root workers, some of whom were Catholic and some of whom taught about saints. And so in doing what looks like academic research, you're actually reaching back in time, mm-hmm. right, There's to those do. people, to those people and bringing their voices forward into your book. Exactly, exactly, because, I mean, they, they told their stories, and it's it's wonderful to continue their stories further so people can um, work the, the way that they work to uh, get the aids of the saints in the various situations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so when working on a book, I, I have not published a book that doesn't have some reference to the past. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, I don't put out books by Cat Ironwood, what Cat says about this or the other. I reference, and I don't only reference academic books, but interviews with people. Um, <laughs> Harry Hyatt, Zora Neale Hurston, um, and people like that. You could say, go read that book by Harry Hyatt. There's five volumes of it. It's 5,000 pages. But I just want to get the pa- patron saint stuff. Well, now we're going we're gonna to bundle those up for you in one little mm-hmm. place, you see. Yeah. That's right. I think and, another – sorry, go on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think one of the things about uh, what you mentioned here is that community building, when you're doing some type of research, is about connecting the past to the present, right? So when you write <laughs> books, uh, especially books that deal with some element of of, of uh, shining light on a tradition or on a practice or on something that might not be, that may be popular but misunderstood um, or trying to bring something from the past. When there's involvement of our research, this is about creating continuity, right? And, and, and that's something that can be sometimes of a, a struggle, I think, in the kind of digital spaces, right? Because they're, so, they're kind of a unique experience. Um, and recognizing that there is something there from the past, that there is something that you can draw upon, creates a sense of continuity, creates a sense of connection. Because one of the problems, let's say, of of online communities or online buildings um, is that they can become very weird spaces. Um, uh, You know, the kind of democratizing of information is a good thing. 
But too much democratization sometimes means things get weird, right? Suddenly, <laughs> you know, people talk about, oh, you can only practice hoodoo if you're grinding up blackberries and making, up, making your own ink, and you've got to use the quill of a goose feather, and that's the only way to actually, or a swan feather, the only way to really write petition papers, right? So online spaces can be weird, and it's why these kind of books um, and knowledge sharing about why both workshops, both teaching, and books help to ground those online communities in some type mm -hmm. of uh, uh, knowledge base, some type of continuity with, the, with past traditions, allowing the tradition to be living and adaptable and evolving, but also recognizing that there are some core elements, uh, core essence or spirit of hoodoo that needs to be maintained. And that's, I think, a very important aspect of, of uh, hoodoo community building. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. Um, Arcadia73 is one of the people in the Blog Talk Radio chat room and mentioned something that also has to do with uh, community. Arcadia um, is a student in the uh, correspondence course, and one of the homeworks in the correspondence course is to collect graveyard dirt. And mm -hmm. some of the people will just collect graveyard dirt from some local grave, but Arcadia undertook a pilgrimage to collect the graveyard dirt of a famous root doctor. And um, this was um, a, truly a pilgrimage to get this root doctor's graveyard dirt. Arcadia says, I was successful. And in the course forum, in other words, students of the course, we post, and there was a, re uh, a notice of this, if you want some, Say that you want some now because it will be collected and sent to you. So now we have a lot of people who are in the course who've asked for and will receive the graveyard dirt of Dr. Jim Jordan. And wow. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is why community works and helps. And I'll tell you, and this is similar to something else that I've seen done in community, which is to collect the water of seven waters, where people mm -hmm. uh, each collect water from a local sacred spring, and then they send it around in a round robin, and everybody gets seven waters. That's a community project that's done. So um, you could be a solitary practitioner, but my opinion is, you will only benefit and never lose if you join a group of people, whether it's this group that I'm involved in or another group. If you learn and study with others, and if if they are friendly, outgoing people who give a lot and don't charge for everything they give, you'll learn a lot. I learned from uh, ladies in the candle shops when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I just asked them, how do you use this candle? They'd tell me for nothing just because they were friendly. And um, and um, uh, and people like Arcadia who want to share some of of this powerful graveyard dirt, um, you know, is helping the community. We're going to have some of that. Um, I already have Zora Neale Hurston's graveyard dirt from a much longer ago expedition that someone else took. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, having those graveyard dirts of the honored root worker dead are a special class in and of themselves because they're a link to the old community. And one of the things that um, Ali said about things getting twisted up in online communities, the worst mm -hmm. thing about online communities is that they exist only in the scrolling present. You know, when you post yeah. on Facebook, it scrolls and scrolls and scrolls and you'll never see it again. The scrolling present mm -hmm. is a trap, in my opinion. Um, when you want to learn about... Um, 
music, you don't just tune in to what's playing today. If you really want to learn mm-hmm. about music, you're going to play music from all around the world and all through the past. Even if you only want Moroccan music, you'll go through all Moroccan music from the past to the present. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's the same with any uh, folk process. You want to reach out as widely as you can, and you want to reach as back in history as you can. Very true, very true. Oh, I see Papa G's in the forum. Uh, Papa G's in the chat room, rather. Papa G says, except when they trap you with screenshots they share over and over. Ah, yes. <laughs> ah, Papa G. Well, that's, you know, that's a that's a sort of the sad part about um, the Internet is it's like this constantly droning, uh, uh, you know, background of grumbles and anger. My gosh. You know, it's almost psychotic sometimes when you look at it, you know. Well, I think that one of the – one thing to mention here is that online communities – I mean, this is this is a real serious problem. Uh, you refer to it as, as mumbles and, and groaning, but I see it as almost sociopathic, to be honest with you. <laughs> there is a certain – like the Internet does something to us, right? It does something to us that disconnect from seeing someone's reaction face-to-face, right, produces a level of cruelty – um, I think, or engenders a level of cruelty that we don't always recognize. We are far more brave with our words and our cruelty online than we are face-to-face, not because we're tough guys, but because when we see someone's reaction, our natural human instinct, unless you're a sociopath, is to go, ooh, I've hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. see that, that online. Yeah, so online you don't see that, and that's, that becomes a weird, you know, and a dangerous aspect of of kind of these communities. And we yes. see that online, online and all communities it, can all become... it takes, all it takes also is someone saying, "I refuse to accept your apology," which, yeah. um, in reality, if someone was known for never accepting apologies and always holding grudges, eventually they would be moved to the sidelines of the community because they've yeah. got a mat on for everybody. But um, when everything is you know, done in these sort of angry modalities and no apologies are ever accepted. Yeah, it's sort of sad. Um, Building a community, as Nagashiva says, takes trust and time. And um, there is another factor, which Papaji and and Nagashiva kind of touched on, which is the competition zone. There is a a feeling that my community is better than your community. You must be in my, you know, and that comes with the idea of license initiation and, and so forth. But hoodoo has never been like that. You know, it's it's always been a it's really folklore, and folklore doesn't have owners. It doesn't have priests. It doesn't have um, bishops, or folklore doesn't have um, popes. It doesn't have those things. Um, I think for me, it comes down to to less about. Um, because we see it even in, in the kind of folklore traditions of, of gatekeeping, right? So even in hoodoo that may not be initiatory, there's a, there, you can find people who certainly set themselves up as the grand poobah or the, you know, mm-hmm. the high priest of, of mm-hmm. hoodoo, and, they, and, they, mm-hmm. and they, they're out there gatekeeping against all, everyone else. And the question I think for me where it comes down to is the difference is why are you building the community? Are you mm-hmm. building the community for yourself? To self-aggrandize you. That's, mm-hmm. a community. That's a cult. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Right. That's not a community. That's an online cult. Maybe not as, as overtly exploitative, but still exploitative. Or are you mm-hmm. building the community for fellowship? That's mm-hmm. the real That's difference. It. If you're building a community yeah. to share information, to grow together. I mean, at the heart of hoodoo was the desire to preserve community. 
people were mm-hmm. setting up, you know, setting up their shop and going, okay, now come pay attention to me and me alone. They're setting up shops so that people can gather together. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the key. And that's, I mean, this, you feel this very much so when you go to Lucky Mojo, right? Lucky Mojo, I often joke, is the Disneyland for, for people who, who practice food because <laughs> it's, experience, it's experiential, right? It is. It's not just, mm-hmm. I'm going to come in and buy these things. It's, I'm going to come and buy these things. I'm going to talk to someone. I'm going to hear a good story. Maybe someone's going to share something. I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. I'm going to see altars. I see candles. And that's the core, right? It's fellowship. Yeah. It's exchange. And if you have that, you have a real online community that harkens back to the spirit of older hoodoo communities. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. Now, Deacon Millet, um, I want to bring you back in because you've been very mm-hmm. silent and polite here. Um, it, it, tell us what you feel that you bring to community, why you want to build a community. What's it mean to you? Well, I I think it just comes from not having enough friends when you're younger. Um, <laughs> I mean, really, really seriously, when it comes down to the core, um, I think we all crave human interaction. Um, I think if you've grown up in any way um, being disapproved of, um, that you you want people who will accept you. And, you know, as you said at the very outset, a lot of the people, we come because we're feeling disempowered, we're feeling weird, we're the ones that don't fit in, and this is where we wind up. So I want to the world safe for all those people. That's a very good statement. Community builds empowerment. Um, That is so true. Well, I hope this has been of interest to people. Remember, we will be back with a free spell about community building. But we wanted to talk about this basically to get the word out. You don't need to be alone. There are lots of people out here who will help you. And coming right up to help you is Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Deacon Millet, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog talk radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out an online questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. And now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller of the evening is calling in from area code 512 in Central Texas. This is Nighthawk. Nighthawk, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? I'm <laughs> doing well. How are you? Doing well. Enjoying the oh, rain we're good. finally getting. <laughs> Wonderful. And I see this is your first time calling in. Thank you for entrusting us with your situation t- uh, t- uh, today. Now, uh, I do see here you have not had any readings with uh, Miss Kat Condraman Ali, but you've had a reading, but it was kind of related to the situation, but not exactly the one that we're doing this evening um, uh, when you were doing readings and teaching a few years ago and also by a, a reader or medium uh, that's been a mentor to you. Is that correct? Yes, it is. All right. And Nighthawk Wright, 
do I need to remove a block or hex on me or a soul retrieval since I feel like I need to get a piece of myself back? My health and psychic magical self has been out of sorts since an old boyfriend was tragically involved with a magical order back in uh, 2004 or 2005. Each time I get, I'm getting close to getting myself back, Something strange happens in in this. In, uh, sorry, sorry. Is this uh, just my journey, or is there something that needs to clear out? Turning back to you, Miss Cat. Okay, Nighthawk, are you making a noise in the background? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, you're making quiet. a lot of noise. Okay, so something needs to I be cleared out, and it's sound. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nighthawk. <laughs> Um, so, uh, may I ask a couple of questions before we read for you? Um, what is your sign of the zodiac? Capricorn. Ah, how nice. Well, now you've come to the All Earth Show because we have uh, uh, three Tauruses and Capricorn, and you're our second Capricorn. Um, and um, about how old are you? Um, mid 40s. Mid forties, all right. So uh, you're not a little uh, young one who's never experienced a spiritual setback. Now you mentioned this old boyfriend was tangentially involved with a magical order, and I've got a question: Were you boyfriend and girlfriend when that happened? Yes, you were. And then you had a breakup with this old boyfriend. Yes. And do you see this old boyfriend now in the current time? Oh no, I'm I'm happily remarried. Happily remarried. Okay. But something is something is not right in Nighthawk Seville. Okay. All right. Well I'm going to do um three cards. Now I'm gonna look for is there a curse? Can the curse be taken off? And I use the word curse sort of generically. Um, you know, some sort of damage. Was some damage uh, put on you? Can it be taken off magically and what will be the result of that? Okay, so um, the cards I have here are interesting cards to me because they show probably less damage than you may think. The first card is the Three of Swords, and that is a damage card. It shows a heart stabbed by three swords. So yes, something was done, and it was done to lower your energy, make you sad. It may have even had a physical effect on your heart or your blood pressure or anything of that nature, but it might not have been. In any case, it probably caused some tears um, and distress. It's in the card. It sits in the place of the past, first card. And it's uh, rain clouds with, with rain coming out of them over this valentine heart that's been stabbed through. Now, that does show that in the past something was done to bring you down, to make you very sorrowful, to make things bad for you. The next card, however... And uh, I almost wish you hadn't said happily remarried because the next card is the lovers and I would have gotten a point for having predicted it and said, but right now you're in a good love relationship, aren't you? Because this is the card of the present. You have a very good love relationship and it's strong. Um, It's guarded and watched over by the angel Uriel. And um, it tells me that um, that is a source of strength to you and a source of of, strength. Uh, you know, belief, love, faith, happiness, in a way it has protected you 
um, from what was left over. And the third card I have is a card that tells me that you have some um, gifts, I guess you could say, some gifts of magic yourself. And that you might want to do a little bit of uh, clearing of this yourself. But it isn't as if you're being... um, driven down you you might just need to sort of what we might say claim your space and the card is the queen of wands and the queen of wands is a powerful woman who knows magic who's able to perform uh, magical protection spells on herself she has a throne of lions she has um, at her feet uh, a little black cat who's sort of hissing a little halloween cat and um, that little cat is the protection aspect she sits between uh, sand dunes, golden on one side for dawn and silver on the other side for moonlight. And it says you need to have some protection around yourself, but you really are capable of doing this and of self-renewal. She has a, a wand in her hand, a staff which is bursting into new leaf, and she holds a sunflower, which I find extremely interesting because you mentioned a reader at Lilydale. And the sunflower is a symbol of the Spiritualist Churches Association of North America. And um, they that's, they use that, to, like some churches would use a cross or some temples would use a Star of David or whatever it might be. They use the sunflower. So this is a spiritualist woman, and she has some gift of protection. So that's what I see here as um, as happening. There was some damage done, but... I would say that you might be able to take it off and clear it all off with herbs. She has herbs in her crown, and um, she has uh, the sunflower of self-renewal, of optimism. And um, optimism is the key here. Um, Look to the sun. Look to brightness. Look to the goodness of life, and uh, you will be able to remove this. Okay? All right, I'm going to turn this over to um, Deacon Millet, and let's see what his reading is. Okay. Well, I am going to use the Secret Dakini Oracle deck, um, a rather different uh, Oracle deck, and pull three cards for you. The first one is Mercury. This is the magician of the traditional tarot. Um, And I don't do past, present, future, but this can both talk about Um, the magic that was performed on you, and the magic that you can perform. Um, I typically see this as a highly um, uh, self uh, card. So um, it does feel to me like you've got things under control, um, and you may just need to do a few things to, to remind yourself of that. The second card is cremation ground meditation. This card shows the moon covered in skeletal remains and out in the distance the earth is rising. And this is a card of melancholy and grief. And I think that there may be some grief associated with this period um, and it needs to be purged. And the only way to purge it is to experience it and feel it and let it go. So this is the sort of thing where um, some sort of ritual um, of release would be a good choice. The third card is Recall Memory. This card shows um, shells on the beach from which we can hear the sound of waves when we hold them up to our ear. It's about the echoes of the past. 
Um, and if if this is all coming to mind again recently, we've just been through all these retrograde planets. Our minds are going back to old things and trying to release them. Also, old things trying to see how they're echoing in our present. So you may be having a you know a message from spirit that is saying, "Hey, this is like then. Remember then. You need to put this." You need to make this connection now. Um, so all in all, uh, good positive cards that that do not. I, I've got cards in this deck that would say, yeah, you're cursed, baby. Um, and <laughs> these aren't them. Um, but there, there is dark stuff here. Um, and we all carry that around and we all deal with it in different ways. But um, you're going to make it through this just fine. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, Deacon Millet. Now, we've had two readings that both point to the fact that, yes, something was done to you, and that it is being re-stimulated at the present time, but both readings show that you have the power to overcome this. It's not going to be a, you know, a life tragedy for you, and you that you would do well to release it. So let's turn this over to Contraman Ali, and he's going to give us some root work advice for you, some things you can do at home for yourself. Yeah, thank you for... Uh, I think you've got some fantastic readings here, and and I agree with them is that what we do, what you're not facing is a, a spiritual assault or, or some type of outright destruction. What we need is a readjustment. Right, realigning yourself so mm-hmm. right on the right path. Sometimes that happens, where we're kind of thrown off kilter, or something from the past will kind of act as a as a as a shadow, if you will. It's not a, something that fully affects your life, but it it can cast a bit of a shadow. And so, what we need is a bit of a healing, readjusting, self empowerment slash protection work. So, what I want you to do is start with uh, a bath. In this case, we're going to mix fire. And water here. I see that with the silver and gold uh, dunes in the Queen of uh, Wands. Um, we're going to mix fire and water here to really turn the situation around. Start with a bath. Get yourself rue, agrimony, and bay leaves. Rue to break curses, uh, jinxes, blocks, etc. Agrimony for protection, bay for empowerment and strength, and to bring in that solar component that we see in the Queen of Wands. We're going to brew this into a tea, and you're going to bathe yourself in this. Do this for seven days. Every time, let yourself air dry, gather a bit of the used bath water, and dispose of it at a crossroads. Throw the water over your left shoulder, walk away without looking back. Do this for seven days. Bathing yourself every single day, every day for those seven days, uh, you know, while you're air, air drying and getting rid of the used bath water. On the seventh day, after you have bathed yourself and you've disposed of uh, the bath water, what you will do is get two white candles. Set these candles up in candle holders after you've anointed them and dressed them. The left one, dress with Van Van Oil. The right one, dress with John the Conqueror. Get yourself some type of heat-proof bowl or dish, or if you have like a mini cauldron, that can work as well. Place this cauldron outside of the candles to the left. Take a piece of paper and write down the feeling 
a block that you're facing. I'm unable to get up in the morning. I feel like my money is not looking good. I haven't been able to focus. Whatever it is, whatever you're feeling, you can write it down. You can write it all down. Fold this up and place it in the cauldron. Dash some Florida water on top of it and light it. Watch as the fire burns away all those feelings, the blocks, the hesitations, the feeling off kilter, all of it. Let it burn all the way down to ash. When it burns to ash, you will then light the two candles, the Van Van candle and the John the Conqueror candle. Before the candles, in between their little square that you've created, gather Queen Elizabeth root, John the Conqueror, lemongrass, master root, rosemary, sage, and bay. Queen Elizabeth Ruth to give you power, John the Conqueror to conquer all things before you, and for a little bit of luck, lemongrass for protection, master root to command respect and give you mastery over the situation, rosemary for female empowerment, sage for wisdom, and bay for success. You are going to, one by one, you're going to lay this all out, in front of those candles, one by one, place them into a flannel bag as you talk to each herb, each root, calling their spirit into this bag, awakening them. Put this into the red flannel bag. Pray your prayer into the bag. Blow your prayer into the bag and then tie it up. Three knots. Pass the bag through the flame, through the heat of the candles, both candles. Be careful, you're not setting this bag on fire. Don't go <laughs> singeing it. Just pass it through the heat a couple times until you see that heat, that power, transfer into the bag. You see it kind of smolder awake, and it becomes uh, a living spirit. Feed it a little bit of whiskey. Let it all burn down. Take the wax from the candle. Bury it in your front yard. Take the ashes of the bowl. Dispose of the crossroads. Keep the mojo bag on your persons, feeding it whiskey once a week and calling upon it to help guide you back onto the path that you need to be. Do this, and I have no doubt that you'll be able to turn this situation around. This is a really simple working, but it draws upon your natural abilities. Uh, it draws upon the power of roots, the kind of earthiness that you need to help kind of root you, ground you. And, and, and give you some form of stability. It blends fire and water here particularly well uh, to help break away from, from the past and to start anew. And I think it's, it's what you will uh, or need in this situation. Let's see if Miss Cat or Deacon Miller have any adjustments to this or any further suggestions based off of the readings that we did for you. Well, I I think that's an incredible. I was I as was, the list of herbs was going down. I'm going. He's going to make a mojo for female power. I can see it coming. <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> I love you, Ollie. That was a good one. I'm going to say though that all of these that you've mentioned are edible. Also, yes. as far as I know, you did not mention any inedible plant. Is that correct? Minus John the Conqueror. Oh. Oh, was John the Conqueror was in the, uh, but it wasn't in the bag at the at the end, right? Or was it? It is, it is in the mojo bag, yeah. It is in the mojo, okay. All right, yeah. everything minus that John the Conqueror root, because yes. that is a little bit, um, it's a laxative, and you don't want to be going there with that. Um, and, you, you know, for balance sake, you might uh, leave out the Queen Elizabeth root, too. But all those other herbs, except for the John the Conqueror and the Queen Elizabeth, which are a nice matched pair, 
You can also, uh, he had mentioned bathing with some herbs. You could use those herbs also to brew and um, either bathe in for continued power or you could use those herbs as a, a little addition to tea. It might be bitter mm-hmm. if you made it just, bay is particularly bitter. But you could just brew up a little of that in water and add it to some nice sweet tea that you like anyway. But don't use the Queen Elizabeth or the John the Conqueror in that tea. But those are very good herbs for female power. Well, that's fantastic. A little bit of honey, that, that's a really mm-hmm. good tea. Add some honey, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That seems really right to me. Um, do you have any ideas? Um, Deacon Millet? Well, I was just going to say, um, I, I, based on the cards that I pulled, um, I think it would be a really good idea to get a glass bowl and some seashells that have openings, so not sand dollars, but things that mm-hmm. you can whisper into. And over the course of days, I, I would like you to whisper some of these weighty things that are bothering you into these shells one at a time and then slowly fill up the bowl. Um, And you can add salt to the bowl for protection and cleansing, um, but just very simple. And then um, I would like you to go to the cemetery and take these shells with you and put each one at a different grave that calls to you and let let the person in that grave take care of these things for you. You know, mm. let your spirit say, who, who is going to deal with this one? And then just leave that shell there mm-hmm. and, um, and walk away. But and I how many shells? Ali's thing. How, well, how um, many shells? I, I would use as many as necessary, but 7, 9, and 13 are great numbers. Mm, okay, great. Okay, and these could go to different graves, or they could all go to the same grave. I like them at different graves. I think that these things need to be pulled apart and dispersed so that they're no mm-hmm. longer cohering. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when you bury something at a grave, um, it, because we don't know what your level of uh, community understanding is, and I talk, when you bury something <laughs> at a grave, you have to leave a gift as well because you're paying for their service. So you might want to leave... Uh, three coins, you might want to leave some flowers, you might want to leave um, a gift of a little uh, bottle of, uh, one of those little mini bottles of whiskey or alcohol, you might want to leave a little gift of tobacco, depends on the grave carry all of those with you, when you get to the grave say what can I leave you as a gift but usually if nothing else is asked for, three coins is the standard payment for a gift like that and buried in the grave wow, that was one for that needs to be in a book, man that was good I hope someone transcribes that one. <laughs> All righty. Um, now we're going to go on, and we're going to have Papa Newt bring up our second caller. So this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client, and our next client is calling in from area code 347 in New York. This is Mrs. Light. Mrs. Light, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. 
Hi, welcome back to the show. I see you called us back in 2013. Um, that situation you called us about has changed, it looked like. And you haven't had any other readers or uh, readings with Miss Cad Contramentally or any other readers or worker, root workers on this current situation. Is that correct? Right. All right. And uh, she writes, my ex left me after seven years of being together just five months ago. New guy left me after two weeks. Both relationships were going great, then they suddenly disappeared with no explanation. I want my new ex to talk to me, and I want the seven-year ex to come back. Bring it back to you, Miss Kat. Whoa. I'm All right, Mrs. Light. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Am I allowed to add something? Because I think this might help you out a little bit. It just came to me. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm not sure if this is just like a curse thing or what's happening, but there is some similarities that I just I couldn't articulate in a very small sentence, but I can say it a lot quicker than I can type it. So um, basically all of this year I've been hospitalized every single month with uh, stomach symptoms and throat symptoms, and they find nothing and they discharge me, and I keep going back in for the same things over and over again. Mm. Um, at the same time, every month I've either cut myself and needed stitches or broken bones. That's happened since January this year. Um, mm. As I stated in that email, my boyfriend left me after six years. We were doing great. He just disappeared. Um, before him, my husband left me at six years. We were doing great. He disappeared. Now, this new guy I was talking to also disappeared. Mm-hmm. For no reason. All right. No well, if, if you keep talking, honey, we're not going to be able to do the yeah. reading. Oh, but yes, thank you. Yes, uh, yeah, okay, because we only have a limited amount of time here. So, but what we're hearing, and what I want the, the readers to hear, is that there's been other substantiating things here. The fact that you've been cut yes. every month, and that you've been hospitalized every month, and had no diagnosis. Okay. Right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to turn this over to um, Ali, and he's going to do your first reading. Oh, one more thing, uh, ma'am. What sign of the zodiac are you? I'm a Taurus. Yay. A Taurus. Yay. This is the all Earth show. Hey, we win. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Three it's to inter- two. It's three to two. But it's, but it's interesting that you said throat because that's the yeah. part of the body that is Taurus's weakest part. All right, yes, Ali, it take it away. Um, oh, and yeah, my gosh, Uranus, Uranus is entered Taurus. Okay. Yeah, I've... very much so. <laughs> so uh, I got I got to say, listen, uh, girl, you some someone's messed with you ba- bad. Okay, you gotta. Yeah. Um, because I was shuffling my cards, I was on mute, and I was shuffling my cards, and let me tell you, the hanged man jumped out. What I mean, jumped out. Sometimes cards kind of fumble out, like they're in your hand. You're like, okay, that's interesting. Right. I should take a note of this. The 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 hanged man's like, no, no, pay attention to me. Jumped out of my deck onto my uh, surface. Um, I actually had to lean like, kind of far to get it back. Uh, and the hangman is a man who is tied up. He's got a halo around his head. He's bound up. It is originally uh, considered to be the card of the betrayer, uh, a person who betrays mm-hmm. and then is caught. But over the years, it's really evolved because of the figure of the halo around him to be the, the figure of the betrayed. Um, the oldest interpretations of the hangman actually refer to Judas Iscariot, 
But now we see it, especially in the Rider weight with the Halo, this is a person who's innocent um, or who has done no wrong but has been caught up and bound. And this is a real issue here. I pulled out the cards yeah. and I'm seeing very clearly that something has messed with you. First and foremost, mm-hmm. we have the Five of Pentacles. The Five of Pentacles shows us a person, two people in rags, out in the cold in the night, and they are uh, trudging along in that snow, not seeing the light of the warm cathedral behind them. This is a very clear indication that what you're facing is environmental, that it's affecting you in a sort of seasonal fashion. This is tied to something astrological, whoever has done this, wherever this comes from, is tied to uh, weather. So it's not just someone lit a black candle and that's it. No, this is tied to be rhythmic. This is tied to be a pattern. This is tied to be repetitive. So this is why you're facing this kind of, okay, I'm getting cuts, I'm getting sick, six years, seven, these kind of patterns are showing up over and over again. Um, and it is affecting particularly your relationship because it's two people. Here is a woman out in the cold and she's being followed. Now, where does this come from? The, where does this come from is the King of Wands. The King of Wands is an older man. This is likely something that you may not have been directly involved with, but is a result of something that happened in the past. It can be uh, a curse that has been passed down from an older generation. The, the King of Wands is generally a... Uh, a positive figure, but in, in this instance where it shows up in the tarot, it's uh, the source of your trouble. So it is actually not, for example, a love rival, but someone who's an older male. This can be an ancestor that has wronged someone and that has then created a pattern or a curse that has been passed down. But the lover shows us that you need to turn to uh, the heavens in order to fix this situation. The lovers is uh, two people, Adam and Eve, and they're in the garden. And above them is this fiery archangel. Some believe is Uriel. And this archangel is giving their benediction. And Eve is looking up to the archangel, asking for the angel's uh, guidance here. What is deeply needed is first and foremost some type of cleansing, a cleansing that purifies and clears away. You need to work uh, with water. You need to work specifically uh, with living water. So don't, this should be done by gathering waters, by rivers, creeks, etc. to use as some form of cleansing on you. It should involve uh, flowing waters in particular. Uh, it's important for you to also do clarity work here uh, is, is what I'm seeing in order to see what it is you want because part of this is I want my seven-year ex back. I want this current one to talk to me. This, that's going to be a bit of a, a tangle. You need to find which one is your path and then follow that path. Is it your seven-year ex? Is it the more recent ex? That's the key here. You can't be all scattered. And then you need to do some type of work with angels, uh, spirits uh, that are uplifting and powerful, angels, saints, etc., whatever your religious tradition is, that will help to counteract what is fundamentally coming from the spirits of the dead, right? That could be an ancestral curse. That can be something from the past. That can be an older person that may have been in your life but passed away. Um, it needs to counteract this kind of chthonic spirit. So you need to turn to the celestial, work with uh, angels. It should tie into something that involves uh, astrological magic. And I, I leave it to Miss Kat to kind of take my jumbled I, mess a little bit and make some sense of the root work here. But the good news is that the final card that I have as a sort of outcome is the star. And the star tells me that you can be cleansed of this. You can be purified of this. You can do it if you mix, if you mix this well, because this is an alchemical 
uh, card. Here we have a nude woman kneeling by a pool, and she's pouring out two jugs of water, one into uh, the uh, pool and the other onto the ground, blending all these kind of uh, spiritual elements together, celestial power, astrological power, living water, cleansing. If you bring it all together and it's timed right under the right stars, you can turn the situation around and break the pattern. By timing it for the stars, making sure you start at the right moon or star phase or whatever, you can break this sort of pattern component that you're, you're dealing with here. So the good news is that, yes, this can turn around. It may take a little bit. The sense I'm getting is probably around November or December time is when you start to see things shift around and you'll have an ex-contact to you. It will be contact, not necessarily full reconciliation. And that will be the sign that you've broken the pattern. So that's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Deacon Millet, see what further advice he can give you, and then this cat will give you some root work advice. Okay. Well, I'm going to pull three cards as well. Uh, the first one here is Soma, and this card shows a magic mushroom with the sun rising inside of it, and there's a glacier behind it. <clears throat> and my pattern on this card is this card represents a drug which you consumed or a mess which was laid for you. Um, Boom, yeah, there's clearly something going on here. Um, and the the implication of this card is um, that it was aimed at you, um, which is a little bit different from what Ali said, but the recipe is the same. you've gotta you've got to take care of these things. The second card is high tension. and this card shows a bodybuilder with lightning bolts coming out of his shoulders where his head should be. Um, this is this is causing you a lot of stress, and that is turning into a repeating pattern where a small thing happens, you stress over it, it turns into a big thing over and over and over again. Um, the third card echoes exactly what Ali was saying at the end. The card is centering the present. This card shows a mandala on the surface of the moon, and it's a card of cycles, and it says you've got to stand still amidst these cycles. You've got to stop letting them swoosh you away over and over and over again. You've got to find the place where you are centered and strong. Um, and that may actually be a literal place. Um, you may find a house of worship or a beautiful tree or a particular view um, that grounds you in such a way that suddenly you feel safe and light and that things are okay. That's the sort of place that you need to seek out and make a part of your day. You need to you need to be free of this. You know, I tell my clients who are crossed up, you know, just go sit in a church for an hour each day just so that you get some respite, you know, just mm. be be somewhere, hug a tree literally, you know, in mm -hmm. terms of grounding, um, there's just nothing better than saying, please tree be my friend, <laughs> you know, um, protect me with your strength and your energy. Um, but the good thing about this last card is it does say this is, um, this is winnable and you're going to be okay. So um, hang in there, but you do have to pay attention to this. This is one of those things where men don't go to the doctor. Well, this is one of those things you've got mm -hmm. to pay attention to. Um, mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, it'll go away on its own. It ain't going to. Right. Um, you guys, are. I'm going to confirm now that you're right. And the guy that put a curse on me, he said it to my face. And he's oh a my gosh. Well, he actually <laughs> told me he was going to die. 
He said, I hope you die, and I hope everything goes wrong for you. And this was in 2014. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, we called it. Now, I'm going to give you some root work. But see, we, we've got we've got more layers of problem here, and okay. um, and this is you know you want you want uh, the one guy to talk to you and you want the other guy to come back. I, I gotta I gotta get you through this alive first. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling no for real. I'm telling you this for real, honey. The worst thing that would happen is one more hospitalization, one more cut. Uranus is in Taurus. You're in a precarious position. You have been cursed, and now you've revealed to us you have been cursed. And we saw it. But I'm going to say perhaps let's put off to one side getting these love affairs straightened out until we get you centered and on safe ground. Because I'm going to tell you there's a lot more going on here than, oh, my boyfriend left me. So yeah. let, let let's just let's just put them off to one side and we can add them on to any prayer. So what I'm going to recommend for you first of all, and I know you've been to the doctors and I know you haven't been able to good, get a good diagnosis. So the first thing we have to do is find out what is going on with your health. And I'm going to recommend the most mundane thing of all, go to a different doctor. And I'm going to say that out of the kindness of my heart, it costs uh you the expense of going to a second to get a second opinion, but I'm afraid you're not getting adequate medical treatment or medical diagnosis. I'm very concerned about that. Next, I want you to consider astrology has been brought into this, and you may not know much about it or be much of an astrologer, but astrology is like the tides of water. It comes in, it goes out cyclically. And right now, all Tauruses are under a bad sign right now. We're all under this Uranus and Taurus. It's a bad star or planet that has come in, and we're all having accidents. Um, uh, Uranus entered Taurus and, and the, the broken bones, the cuts, the, it's, it's all there for the Tauruses. And we're in for seven years of this. So you got to pace yourself. Uh, you got to be able to live that seven years without running your car off the road. You see what I'm saying? Without having a bleeding ulcer. And um, so whatever it's going to be that's been aimed at you, we want to get your health built up. So Tauruses do very well with uh, talismans. They love anything um, that is solid. We could have you make a mojo. We could have you have a, a coin talisman. And I'm going to recommend to you a particular form of talisman that's used for protection. It has a silver dime in it. And um, this silver dime is always used for protection. What I'd like you to do is to get a silver dime, and it has to be a real silver dime, not one of the modern ones that's made with copper. So you have to go to a coin shop, and you want to get a coin that was a a dime that was made before uh, 1945, or, or, or excuse me, before 1964, I'm sorry, before 1964. It just has to be a silver coin. It does not have to be in good condition, but it has to be a dime. I want you to get a file from the hardware store. And um, I want you to scrape with a file, scrape all the ridges off the edges of that dime. A little dime has a little beading on it. It's called the reeds. And you're just going to scrape, scrape, scrape. Do it over a nice clean piece of paper. And you're just going to scrape until that dime is just as has no more ridges on it. Okay. Now you're going to set the dime aside. That dime is still yours and it's still good for you. But now you've got a lot of little metal filings, silver filings. And I want you to get some milk and I want you to put the milk on to simmer, not to not to boil, not to make cheese, just to simmer just lightly and with the silver in it. And when it has just reached simmering point, 
pour that milk out and drink it. If you are lactose intolerant and cannot drink milk, go ahead and use almond milk or rice milk or soy milk. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's low-fat, high-fat, whatever. We just want it to be milk, and you're going to drink that. Save those little filings. You're going to do it three times, and then you're going to take the filings and throw them out into nature. But on three different days, you're going to drink that milk, drink it in the morning, and you're going to ask for the cleansing of your body from all that was done to you. And it'll go right from your throat on down the other end, right? It's just going to it's going to clean you out. Silver is protective. Now, you still have that silver dime that you filed all those little ridges off. And I'm going to want you to take that silver dime, and you can get just a little piece of cloth. It can be any kind of cloth. Red flannel is used, but you don't have to have red flannel. Just any cloth. And cut a little circle of it, put that dime in it, and you're going to put a few more things with it. And these are uh, some herbs that are for protection. Okay, so these are for protection against magic. This is not a good luck mojo. This is a protection mojo. So you're going to put into it some agrimony, which was mentioned before by Conjurman Ali. Agrimony herb, just a pinch. Bay leaf, again, just a pinch of that. And if you can get it, you're going to put in some couch grass, which is a runner-type grass. It's like a like Bermuda grass. You can, If you have it in your lawn, pull it up, dry it, and just use it. Couch grass. And that's to tie down the devils. You're going to put into it some devil shoestrings, little pieces of devil shoestrings. And um, th- th- that's about all you're going to really need. And that dime. You're going to wrap that up. Just tie it up like a little ball. Or you can, if you make a, a drawstring bag, you can buy a bag or you can use a bag. You can use a little muslin bag, whatever you want to. Tie it up. And you're going to carry that on you, wear it on you and for protection because we want to break the cycle. We want to break the cycle of these bad things. If you can go wear that, if you can go a month with no more hospitalizations and no more cuts, one month we'll know we've broken the cycle. If it comes back during that month, you're you're going to need something stronger, and you might need something stronger. And the reason why I say this is the hanged man card came out. And uh, so go one month, test yourself. If one month, no hospitalizations and no cuts, okay? Um, But... um, then if if not, you're going to need to go to a root doctor because the hanged man has his hands tied behind his back and he's hung upside down and he cannot free himself. And so when I say you may need something stronger, what I mean is you need a root worker to help you if you cannot go one month. If that bag will not help you, okay? All right. Anybody else have anything else quick to add? No, that was not fantastic. I, I like using the milk there to really deal with what's going on inside. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. And I wish you all the best. You you got a you got a path ahead of you that's going to be a little difficult, sweetheart, before you can get that boyfriend back or the ex. I'm sorry to say there's a lot more going on. All righty. Now, we're going to go to our new network schedule announcement featuring Lady Muse and a lot of music. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Fridays with Lady Muse, Fridays 4 to 5, 
and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in the high deserts of Southern California. Take it away, Deacon Millet. Hi. Um, I'm calling this my messy reconciliation spell for broken community. And um, the timing of this one actually helps. So I'm going to say do this at the new moon. Um, We're wanting to grow understanding, communication, and forgiveness in any group or community that you um, are a part of. So the ingredient list here is honey, a cinnamon stick, an apple, an apple corer, a wax paper, just a piece, lavender and hyssop herbs, a printed photo of your group, reconciliation oil, thread, and an optional emergency candle. First thing, we're going to make the petition paper, and we're going to five-spot the group photo. I'm very into images, um, and I love that we can print out pictures at will nowadays. Um, So we're going to put uh, dots of that reconciliation oil in each of the four corners and one in the center. And then we're going to fold it over with some honey inside so that it's stuck together um, nice and firm because we're trying to to hold this group together. And then we're going to take the cinnamon stick, half size, not a super long one, and tie this petition photo with thread around your cinnamon stick. Okay? So set that aside. It's time to core your apple. Um, And once you've cored it, uh, don't use one of the ones that slices the apple too. We don't want slices. We want to core it and cut the bottom and the top off of the core and set the center piece aside. Now we're going to put the bottom back into the apple. We're going to add the petition on the cinnamon stick, and we're going to fill that with honey, and then replace the top on top. Take your wax paper and spread the lavender and the hyssop on it. Coat the apple in honey and roll it in the lavender and hyssop so it's all decorated all over with lavender and hyssop. Now, to the apple, you can recite Psalms 91. um, And uh, if you feel you simply have to involve a candle, because a lot of us are candle fans, um, take the little top out of the apple and take an emergency candle, which will fit exactly right in there in the top. It should fit perfectly. This is one of those things you want to watch it carefully when it burns. You can't leave it unattended. Once it's gone all the way out or you feel it's ready, you're going to bury it in your backyard, place of safety. You can take it to a crossroads or even a graveyard if you choose. So that leaves the last little centerpiece of your apple. And we're going to take the pips out of that and we're going to, if this is a real live community, we're going to place the pips, particular people's, important and vital people's vicinity. Um, If you're doing this in an office situation, dropping them into like pencil holder um, is just perfect. We want to distribute the little pips 
um, as we distribute a sense of understanding, community, forgiveness, communication to each of these folks. So I hope this gives you something to work with for um, renewing and reconciling the communities you may be a part of. Wow. I love that with the little pips. My gosh, that is so mm-hmm. cool. I really like that. <laughs> That's an amazing spell. Wow. This is a this is how um how root work has has it how it develops. These apple spells go back oh hundred and fifty years or more. Usually mm-hmm. by the way, it's a red apple because red is a favored color um for love and, and for community and for um luck. And so I would recommend only that I would add to it that it be a red apple. That's the only thing I would add to it. It it's just an amazing spell. These kinds of spells can be used to create forgiveness and harmony between a couple as well. But this one takes it a, a, a whole lot farther. Wow. And it's accessible. This is the thing that, that makes Hoodoo so wonderful, right? It may not just evolves, but this is something anyone can do. Right? Yeah. This is something with ingredients that are accessible you can find. I mean, it, it's literally an apple. How wonderful is that? And a great way of using sweetness and honey to to really reconcile and bring things back together. Yeah, yeah, this is this is wonderful. I will say something else because a lot of people think, well, an apple, okay, an apple. But I am going to say that these same kind of spells can be done in a red onion. And it's not about mm-hmm. whether it's an onion or an apple. It's about the redness of it. Yeah. Um, some people go, well, an onion, that's kind of you know bitter and strong. But people will use it because it's red. And I have to say that that reminds me of a book that um, Deacon Millet helped edit, which is called Hoodoo Food. And there are some great recipes in there. And then in the book, um, Hoodoo Return and Reconciliation Spell, there's a great apple and onion recipe from Deacon Millet, right? (laughs) Yeah. This is a man who knows how to cook up some good conjure, I'll tell you. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for providing this place as a as another form of community. This radio show has been going Online on community. for years now. Years. Yeah, we've um, been doing and, this radio show since two thousand and four. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Yeah, unreal. Yeah, yeah. and um, there are people who walk into my shop every now and then, and they go, "Are are you cat?" And I'm like, "Yeah, how do you know?" And they go. You sound just like you do on the radio. <laughs> so yeah, we get we get out there, and um, so folks, take a moment, think about forgiveness, and even if someone in your community has been just tragically misinformed and run off the rails and become a meanie and a bully and is lying their ass off and is gossiping and is carrying ugly stories. You can take a moment to forgive them. Take take that group photo, put it in that uh, that uh, apple. Just you know, think about that. Um, another way to handle it, by the way, and I'm going to tell you this is just a different way to do it because I was taught this kind of way, but from a lady a long time ago. Uh, you, you bake the apple and then you eat it, and um, you would take that. You know, the cinnamon and the photo would, of course, be taken out but you would eat the apple uh, as a baked apple and and you could even hey share it with them 
right? Maybe the lady brings out a whole plate of those nice baked apples. We have baked apples for dessert. <laughs> Think about it. That's a good way to spread forgiveness in a family. Mm-hmm. And then watch for those little pips showing up in your shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this spell. It's so versatile. All right. Well, there's our music, and that means that um, Papa Newt is going to give us our um, beautiful end music. And as uh, Nagashiva mentioned, it's Rosh Hashanah, the happy new year of the Jews and the Cherokees, the only people who celebrate New Year at the fall equinox, and we always use cinnamon and honey in our work for the new year. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Everybody has their, every culture has their own, and this is a a nice shout out to the Jews. I don't know about the Cherokees. I don't think they use cinnamon. They might use honey. All righty, <laughs> let's get Papa Newt in here and um, and let him uh, take us away. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali, and thank you, Deacon Millet of FourAlters.org in the high deserts of Southern California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers who will be Madame Pamita of MadamePamita.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us the topic on water magic. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa News, joining you from papanews.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and I invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Vault. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Papa Newt. And, um, I guess all I have much left to say is, if you want to, you can join us at the Lucky Mojo Forum and come and get your badges. We are uh, giving out pretty pictures to everybody. If you have a pretty picture you want on your badge, well, just ask Nagashiva to make one for you. It's going to take him a little while to make everybody's. We've got 14,000 members of the forum, but he'll do his best. All right, everybody. Good night. Good night, all. Good night.